Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am here today with the very funny, literally one of my favorite people here at Dallas Comedy Club, the wonderful, the talented Ryan Vixel. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank today. you so much for having me. Oh my God, Ryan, you have no idea how much of a fan I am of yours, and you're blushing, and I love it. <laughs> uh, Ryan is part of one of our DCC club teams. Uh, he performs every Wednesday night with his team, Redemption. They do an improvised escape room Spokane which for the non-improvisers means nothing to you but for those of you who do know improv I hope that's piqued your interest Ryan I know very little about you only the little bits that you've shared at um, rehearsals or backstage at shows and I'm just so excited to get to know more about you so I want to just kick things off by learning more like how you got involved in comedy because you're a teacher right wait so this isn't the Roman history podcast no. I'm not talking oh. about Diocletian's reforms in the third I mean you oh, could man. you can if you want I don't think your listeners would want that they might Y'all can write in and let me know. Maybe maybe you do want to hear Ryan's, give <laughs> Ryan's a TED history talk. podcast. Yes, yes. No, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, so your question was how I got involved. Yeah, like how so, did you? Why, like, because I know you're a teacher. Yeah. And so, like, how? What's what sparked this like love and wanting to get involved in improv? Uh, it's very weird because when you know I tell people that I do comedy, everyone starts wanting to talk about comedy, assuming that I know anything about it. They're like, oh, you seen this? And you know, maybe. I have no idea who they're talking about. I've never really watched comedies. A friend said Bill Burr, and I'm like, wait, wasn't he an actor in The Mandalorian? And oh apparently God. he's a comedian. Yep. And I never lived in that world. I actually uh, started improv. So it used to be uh, back in high school, I was incredibly shy. I had mm. no self-confidence. I literally believed that I had no sense of humor. That's wild. I genuinely believed that. And you're just like, how is that possible? Yeah, because for those, obviously, like, there's going to be a lot of listeners who don't know you, who have probably not seen Redemption yet. But Ryan is one of the funniest, weirdest, and I say weird so In lovingly. And yes. you know that. But, like, he plays the best characters. He's so funny and so unique on stage. And I, I just genuinely love watching you play. I love getting to play with you the few times that we've gotten yeah. to at a jam. Um, so it's just wild to me that you could ever think, like, I don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Well, no, I did. Uh, like, high school was this very dark time. I didn't really have any friends. It was, um, yeah, it's not not what you really want to hear about. And then in college, I started branching out a little bit. And what got me into improv, actually, I was in Rome mm -hmm. on a trip. And we were just hanging out at some, some bar there. And there was karaoke. And I was, like, super nervous. But I got up there, and I did karaoke for the first time in my life. And my psychology professor was there. And she said, you should try improv. And then she iced me. Oh, my um, God. Which was great. But for some reason, that thought stuck in my head. And I, my college had improv. Mm -hmm. I never went. Um, after that, I saw like one show. And I kind of forgot it for a while. And after I started teaching, I, you know, most of my college friends had moved different places. And I was just like, I, these, these high school freshmen are going to drive me crazy unless I go do something. Right. And I looked up for a class at back when Dallas Comedy House was around. Went in, I figured, I'm going to hate this. It's outside <laughs> of my comfort zone. I'm probably going to take it. I'll be like, yay, Ryan, you did a thing. And leave and never come back. And yet, eight years later, here I am. Yeah, addicted like the rest of us. Yep. It's your drug of choice. It really is. It is all of our drug of I choice. I was in pretty bad withdrawal last year. Yeah, I can imagine. The my pandemic was really hard. Yeah. 
just since coming back, it has improved my life so much. Yeah. Just you have not only do you have like your community back, you're, you're up on stage again, but it's just I didn't realize personally how much I missed an audience's laughter mm -hmm. until that first show back. And I heard laughter. Yeah. I almost cried on stage. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, Damn, this is drugs. This it feels is. So it good. absolutely is. It absolutely is. Man, I love that. I. It's so funny to hear that. Like a, a fellow, it was a teacher, a fellow teacher. Yeah, or my your psychology instructor. professor at college. It's like take an improv class. Iced. <laughs> it's so funny to yep. me. You know, I I hear it a lot of the times. You know, people are always like, I could never do that. That's like too, I'm not funny enough, blah, blah, blah. And so I love meeting people who aren't performers who got involved mm -hmm. in improv because to me, they're the funniest improvisers. They're the ones who are pulling from very real life things. Mm -hmm. They're smarter, honestly, like yourself. I love the fact that you have um, all of these like history facts that you can just whip out on the fly. And it's not something an actor or a performer is just going to have in their back pocket. Right. And it's those details that makes improv so fun mm. so I want to know like what piece of advice would you give to someone who's like I don't want, I don't know I don't know if this is for me like how what, what would you say to them to get them into this building to be like you know you've got to try this I mean really to, to me I've never had I was you know wondering before this like are you gonna ask about like is there somebody who's like really inspired you and I really can't think of that yeah like I, I don't try and model myself after any particular comedians I don't watch much it's really what I've learned is just being honest to yourself and drawing from real life. So, you know, it's kind of there, there's a thing um, in our society. So, like, if you go ask a group of kindergartners, hey, what, what can you do with a paperclip? They're going to give you tons of answers, right? Because what if the paperclip is 100 feet tall and made of meat? Mm -hmm. I don't know what you do with that, but you could do a lot. But as we get older, somehow, like, high school kids, you tried to ask them that. And you're going to be lucky if anybody says anything because we're so scared of being wrong. Mm -hmm. And our society kind of trains it that, that this way. And you can just start to, to, to rediscover that sense of like youth and curiosity and realize that it's not a bad thing. And I'm not trying to go up there and really be funny. Most of the time, it's just me being awkward, which I'm really good at. <laughs> oh, he nails it, y'all. I mean, you you play the best characters. Um, I said it in a rehearsal way back when, but um, I really mean it. Ryan can pull off like the creepy, awkward guy in such an endearing way where you're like, I love this guy. I want to watch this guy all night. So I, I'm so glad you said that because you're right. I mean, improv is all about returning to childhood I think mm -hmm. um, and I love the paperclip comparison because you're right like you ask an adult they're like you use it to put your papers together and kids are like it's a wand or like I'm gonna use it to crack the code they're just like so imaginative um, and again I feel like that's the thing that we're just chasing yeah um, absolutely when we're on stage has there been a moment for you on stage whether it was when uh, DCH was around or now that we've returned to shows mm. here at DCC that was like a favorite moment that like you revisit on those like cloudy days or that one that you revisited over the pandemic when you were just feeling bummed and missing it. Oh, there's so many moments. It's almost hard to pick one. I, I, <laughs> I would assume this is like picking your favorite child. I don't have children, so I don't know. I suppose there was a scene where I think I was T-Rex Franklin Roosevelt and I was singing a version <laughs> of the song from Mulan and my troop picked me up in the chair. So that was pretty nice. Oh man, I want to have seen that. 
That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then, like, similarly, you know, as I've said earlier, you're a teacher. And you yes. teach what, What again? Uh, this year, U.S. history. I've taught world history, AP world history. For what uh, grades? Uh, so high school. High school I've taught right, ninth yeah. through 11th. That's very difficult. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found that having started doing improv, being the goof that you are here, have you felt any of the skills that you've gained being an improviser has helped you at all in the classroom? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Can you speak and, on that a little uh, bit? I mean, it kind of went both ways, right? Yeah. Um, because if you can sit in front of a bunch of teenagers that don't want to be there, you can sit in front of a bunch of people that do want to be there and want to laugh. So any teacher that says, I can't do this, you're already doing it every day. You yeah. just don't realize it. But I think it's that being willing to, to be weird and just kind of open yourself up and, you know, yeah, you're a teacher. I'm not saying anything inappropriate, but not being afraid to be yourself. So many teachers are like, well, you have to be so professional and be this and blah, 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 blah. And that doesn't make for good connecting w- with students, a lot of whom kind of have this, this weirdness inside that they're so afraid um, with peer pressure and things like that to, to come out. Yeah. Um, and just making that environment. Because a lot of what I love about improv is the community is so just they're the nicest, most welcoming people you will ever meet in your life. Aww. And trying to bring that into, like, my classroom. It's true. Everyone here, like, loves each other. It's yeah. amazing. And, like, I've been in a lot of different improv communities across the country, and it's the same everywhere. You, like, walk into the improv classes, you walk into a main stage show, and it's just you feel the love and kinetic energy of just, like, we're being silly, we're doing the stuff. Everyone just enjoys being around each other. It's so refreshing. Yeah, there's no judgment or like, oh, that was terrible. What are you doing? Oh, oh, never, never, ever. Nope. We all want each other to succeed so genuinely. Yeah, the most that you're you're hearing negativity is like from yourself, where you're like, oh, I'm God, that was a bad scene. Oh, Why do I do that? Absolutely. And actually, when I was first starting improv, I was in classes and I had gone to a thing at Dallas Comedy House. I was still very shy. Um, it was like a social thing. I didn't really talk to anybody. And I actually, I got so into myself. I, I had a little few drinks and I was like crying because oh. I was like, I'm so bad at this. What was I thinking trying to get in this community? And I left, but I had left my, um, I had gotten so in my emotions, I'd left my credit card at the bar. And I realized that, and I went back. And when I went back in, I saw first my instructor was like, oh, I, you've been killing it. You've been doing so good. And then the owner came over and she's like, hey, I hear you've been like really killing it in classes. And just kind of hearing that because, you know, to myself, it's not funny. A lot yeah. of times, like, I'm just being myself. I'm being awkward. You always go back and think about what you could have done. Always. Always. And that never goes away. I've been never. doing this for a decade, and it never goes away. Well, I'm already my worst critic in every part of life. Yeah. So you're pretty much always doing better than you think you are. And I found that seems to be true for every performer ever. Yes. Yeah, honestly, if you're the type of performer who walks off stage and your first thought is like, oh, I fucking killed that every time, Ooh, take some introspection because yeah. you can't kill it every time. You cannot. No, and that's life. You have to, to learn everything. And people are always like, wait, you can take classes to do this? Well, yeah, it's like anything else in the world. You have to practice it. And eventually, you're going to get there. It's not something that people just naturally have. There's kind of this feeling of, oh, well, you're naturally funny. Well, you practice it and you kind of uncover that within yourself. Like, yeah, that's there, but it's how do I take my weird, awkward self and shape that into a form that people can then be on stage and laugh at me being awkward in a good way and not just, you know, like a robot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing is like there's so much like uniqueness to every single person is such a unique human being. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like so often people are like, oh, well, I, I, I'm not funny. And it's like everyone is funny. We've all like the funniest thing is real life. Like when you're just sitting with someone that you love or that you just enjoy being around and you're shooting the shit and you're going back and forth and you're making each other laugh. I mean, if you can capture that, that's all we're trying to do on stage as improvisers is like, how do we recreate like real life moments, but then heighten it a little bit, make it a little weird in some way. Yeah. And if you try and go into that scene, it's like, oh, I've got a joke. You just end up doing really bad stand up. Yeah, exactly. Go do, go take a stand up. Go take stand up if you want to write stuff. Yeah. They offer that here. They do that. And sketch. You could do both. Yeah. You're like, no, don't take that. Go, go well, take I did, I did sketch for a while. Stand-up did was not my cup of tea. But um, I'm still too afraid of things. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just different. It is. It's very different. I love hearing that you had such positive feedback from an instructor and from the owner of DCH when you were here. Because I again I do think that's so important. We are our worst critics. We are in our heads. Mm-hmm. And all we're trying to do is hone skills. That's it. Like we're all learning the same stuff and we're all honing those same little skills, and they're just gonna be slightly different person to person. Yeah. Yeah. Those skills that make me able to just be weird and creepy, apparently, and not <laughs> weird and creepy, but weird and creepy, but not being weird and creepy, but which like is good. like the most good? lovable weird and creepy <laughs> guy ever. Well, and that's something else, too, is, you know, people watch improv, and it's it seems like magic, I'm sure, mm. to the outsider, where they're like, wow, they're just going with it. Everyone knows what's going on on stage. No one's confused. This is incredible to watch. But, like, the secret is, folks, there are so many formats out there that you learn and that's part of the magic. This is that peek behind the curtain, right? Where it's like, it might seem like, how did they know to go to to revisit that character? And it's like, because nine times out of 10, they're following a format. This like a formula, essentially, right? If you're a math or science person, it's following a formula. Yeah. And you're just inserting silly bits along the way. Or you're just like, that was funny. We should probably go visit it again. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily rocket science. Yeah. Like, oh, the audience laughed. Let's remember that laugh and bring yes. it back. Yes. God, I love that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears now, and we're gonna get into some fun, goofy questions. Okay. If that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I want to know uh, if you could, and I'm really excited about your answers here, because since you're not like a comedy first person, like mm-hmm. you're coming from a very different world, what your answers to these are gonna be? Um. If you could insert yourself into any TV show or movie in history, and it's not like you're gonna take over as Michael Scott in The Office, but like you're just another character in The Office. What TV show or movie would you choose? Ah, uh, this is a really hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, seriously speaking, I'm not really sure I have an answer. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. But in a goofy perspective, I would probably say South Park, just because yeah. weird stuff happens all the time, and you know, and there's always a message behind it, which I really love about that. It's like, oh yeah, this is about climate change, but also it's really man bear pig eating yeah. people <laughs> and Al Gore's in that, and I, you know, I want to talk to Al Gore and fight man bear pig or, or whatever. So. Yeah. That's a great answer. I love hearing when people pick cartoons because I'm like, that's attainable. Voice acting is very attainable. It's like, fuck, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, yeah. but I All right, so, um, can't own worse critic. Matt and Trey, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> Ryan wants to fight Man Bear Pig. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, if you uh, had to choose a song that would play every time you entered a room, it's essentially like your intro song. Mm-hmm. What song would it be? Um, I actually have a song, but nobody's going to know what it is. That's okay. But um, 
So there's, I like a lot of music that sounds really like dramatic and epic, kind of that stuff you hear in like movie trailers. Hell yeah. So it's a song called uh, Fearless by Thomas Bergerson from his album Sun, and it's very just like, it builds up, it's like heroic, there's like a Bulgarian choir, and it just kind of builds me up with this confidence, like I'm gonna go do something amazing and save the world, even though I'm really just gonna be doing some stupid bits on a stage. Fuck yeah, I love that kind of music. I listen to a lot of classical music, Mm -hmm. and like Vivaldi especially always gives me that like driving feeling, and I love that Mm -hmm. feeling. Do you consider yourself a lucky person? Not really. No, interesting. Um, In some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. Mm, Okay, we're going to leave it at that mysterious. Um, If you had to choose today the title of your autobiography, what would the title of your autobiography be? Or the title of your Netflix special, but either one. Oh, wow. it's a tall order. It's that a is a tall order. order, especially because I don't know where the story's going yet. So I'm I know. trying to name it without an ending. That's true. That's very true. It's It would have to be something about, because I have clinical depression, and that has okay. to go with why I was so like anxious and stuff in high school. So something about kind of overcoming that yeah. and, and fighting that, I'm the exact name is not coming to mind, but something about like taking that and overcoming it, and I haven't completely gotten there yet. I, uh, f- uh, f- fight, fighter, fighter? Or fight and overcome, or I'm terrible at titles. Too. I am too. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. I want to kind of backtrack then real quick. I did not know that about you. Thank you for sharing that with mm-hmm. me. How, how has improv sort of impacted um, that aspect of your life? Has it helped? Has it made it's, it worse? I don't. It's definitely helped. And I mean, I think I get it the worst when I'm by myself, which I'm yeah. single and live alone. So I'm by myself a lot. And my guinea pigs, though they're nice, don't take the other uh, realm of people. You have I have guinea pigs. What are their names? Luna and Callie. Oh my God. I want to meet them so bad. <laughs> I really do. I love guinea pigs. I love little rodents. Yes, yes. They're nice to, to pet when you're feeling down. Oh. But uh, improv and that, that community is such a big thing. So yeah. I was really missing that uh, like over the pandemic. And having other people around who are positive is so important because like over the pandemic, I was with just other teachers who were all dying. Yeah. And it's like the negativity, you know, we were all. It was a terrible year, and it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And improv is such a positive community, and you can be goofy, and nobody judges you. Yeah. And that kind of positivity is what we all need. Absolutely. I mean, I say it all the time. Improv is so therapeutic. It's not therapy, but it is so therapeutic. Yes. It it really, because you're right. It's all about yes and. So there's something about like the wiring in your brain that starts to shift because you have to think in the positive. How do I support this? How do I support my friends, my teammates? And also not overthinking it because that was a big problem for me, especially like in high school and any social interaction. I would overthink it to the point of paralysis. Yeah. And in improv, you can't sit there and try and uh, do that. You just have to respond naturally. So it's really helped me just being able to sit down and talk to people. Yeah. Um, with, with those skills that I've learned. And usually, you know what? It ends up fine. Yeah. I don't have to sit there and go through every possible equation in my head. Overanalyze, overanalyze, oh, right? Yeah. That was that was so me. Just yeah. constantly. That's actually a perfect segue into our next segment, which is called First Thought, Best Thought. Okay. And so these are one-word answers only, or as as close to one word as you can. If All two right. words, three words, that's okay. So first thought, best thought, don't overthink it. One word only. What is your idea of misery? Alone. What is your idea of pure bliss? Love. Hell yeah. What, uh, this is going to be funny because you, at the beginning of this podcast, were like, I don't really have one. What or who is your biggest inspiration? <laughs> My own fucked up self. Hell yes. What is your biggest vice? My biggest vice? Mm-hmm. Probably drinking. Yeah. 
especially since getting here. Um, do you ask for permission or forgiveness? Um, it depends on what part of your life it is. Um, like usually I'll ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. but I mean, it really depends. I, if there's any chance that anyone else could feel like they're being disrespected or anything, then I tread very carefully. Hell yeah. In one word, what, uh, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? Awkwardy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I love that. Those were all wonderful answers. In that email I sent about the confirmation for today, I asked mm. if you had um, like three pieces of art, some kind of like movie, documentary, TV show, literal physical piece of art, a sculpture, a, a song, anything um, that you feel like is helpful or that like that new comedy students should consume something that like inspired you when you first started getting into this world. Um, and if you don't have three, that's fine. But just like anything, anything that you would recommend that like newbies check out. Um, I always loved there was a sketch group called Britannic. Uh, Brett and Nick, um, I don't. They've done some stuff with like Joss Whedon back before all that weirdness. Oh God, I, I went there. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. But they did a like short movie called Eagles are turning people into horses, and it was so just dumb and I dramatic. I love it. I love that. I haven't thought about that movie in years. I always think about it. There's one scene where it's a very like angry scene, but they turn it funny because usually it's very hard for anger to be funny. Yes. And that's why we always try and be positive. But there's one scene and they make it work so beautifully. Wow. Thank you for that throwback. I have not thought about that movie probably since high school. And it's been damn, a while. It's damn, old. That it's old. That it's old. What a throwback. Awesome. Any any others? Uh, you know, I mentioned South Park. I, I like comedy when, and it's this isn't something you really get to do with improv, where if you're telling like a, a bigger message behind it, mm -hmm. and you're using it to, you know, comment on society and say something more than just, ha dicks. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and to be fair, there's a lot of dicks in South Park as well, but. Yeah, but you can, you can have that. That's fine. I'm not anti-dick, but wait, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, but That's going to be the name of this episode. Ryan's not anti-dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you can, when you can kind of do that. And that's something very hard to do. Obviously with improv, you, you can't plan it out that well. Mm -mm. So improv is much more about being goofy, but I definitely like to in a professional setting kind of see those kind of things where there's a bigger message. Hell yeah. And it's hard to do. I mean, especially with improv, it's like there's very no rare that there is ever a bigger message. But it's honestly just because you're thinking on your feet and there's a lot of like, how do I, who, if you layer in, how do I connect this to the bigger message? Well, you'll go crazy. No, and <laughs> the other person is never going to respond the way you think they are. Exactly. So there's no way you can actually steer it in any direction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also thinking like your sets are usually only about 20 minutes. So it's like, hey, if you could do a Our, funny, uh, 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 you know, story or a set about um, global warming in 20 minutes, then like my fucking hat's off to you. But not it's, gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's never. Just gonna let's happen. be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna move on to our very final little segment here, and this is where we do some two prov. Uh, we're gonna do some improv with each other. So I've got my um, random word generator in front of me. I want to know what sort of suggestion do you want? Random word, location, relationship? Do you want a starting line? Do you want uh, uh, a starting emotion? I have every option oh, under man, the sun. There's so many options. I know. We could do a, a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, let's do a location. A location, great. A two-person kayak is what popped up. A two-person kayak. All right. I think we're lost. Oh, we're definitely lost. Yeah, well, no, we're definitely lost. Who knew the Yukon was so... 
wide. I mean, I feel like I did prep you pretty well about this before we we left, but I'm, gonna I'm be not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm going to be fair. I'm mostly read about the history of the gold rush and not about the geography. Bobby, Bobby, I I love you so much, but um, I'm I'm a little panicked right now. I can't even see the shoreline. Yeah, uh, I I. I I'm a little bit panicked too. Okay, well, if you panic, then I'm really gonna panic. So please, I need one of us to stay calm right now. Okay, okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. I read about, I read about a guy in, in a book. I think it was Jack London, and he definitely froze to death in the Yukon. This is not okay. Helping. This that's is not, helping. not helping. It's not, not helping. Uh, yeah. Okay. All we have to do is find the current, sort of go sideways. We'll find the shore. That's if you get stuck in a riptide. That's not if you're stuck in a kayak. What's a riptide? What do you mean what's a riptide? That's like you, when you- I don't know what a riptide is. Bobby, I'm, I don't want to die out here. I don't want to die either. Well, but why, why are you crying? Cause you're crying. Well, don't cry if I cry and you cry, then I'll cry even harder. We're so connected like that. Okay, okay. This is not the time to talk about how connected we are. I, We're fucked right now. What better time? Oh, God. We're going to die. We're not. Don't say that we're not going to die. We're not going to die out here, damn it. But I just want you to know. Don't do this. How much I, like, love you don't and appreciate you putting up with my weirdness. And I'm really sorry. I really should have read about Riptides. I should have read, read that about book. Riptides. You should have read about kayaks and... Oh, God. What? What, what is that? What? That 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 was not just a normal wave. What was that? What was that? That was a big wave. That was a big wave. That was something that moved under us. That was something that was under us. That was big. Bobby, are we gonna die out here? Uh, I I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean it's possible. I Anything's don't possible. Die. I, don't I am die. way too pragmatic for this. Okay. I, I need to be. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I need to be. No, we're not gonna die. Thank you. But what if we do? Do you think they'll ever find the kayak? Probably not. Okay, well, just lie to me. Just once. I need you to not be so we logical. We are going to be fine. I, that wasn't even a good lie. I'm, I'm not good at lying to you. I care about you. Okay, well, I care about you too, okay? But I need, uh, th that's what I need right now. I need, I need. Look. Love and support, and we're not going to die, okay? We have three Capri Suns left. That's one and a half each. Oh, my God. So we're good for a little while until the sun comes up and we can get our bearings. Okay. I forgot it was night. <laughs> you just got to breathe. Yeah, it's night. Oh, your eyes were closed the whole time. They That's were, they why. Were. I was just trying you gotta to, You got to open them up. Okay. I'm starting to feel a little lightheaded. It's kind of nice. <sighs> okay, you should probably slow down your breathing a bit. Okay. Do you think they'll still charge us for this night at the Airbnb if we don't make it back? Oh, they definitely will. Okay. No, it's okay. I mean, isn't this better than an Airbnb, though, yeah. really? I mean, you're always so damn positive. I mean, look, we're, we're, we're out here. We're in nature. You can put your hand down and feel like the cold waters of nice. that. It's just us. There's nothing else. Our oh, phones are dead. Something, so. something, something brushed against my hand. Oh, look, even, even the, the, the fishies love us. Okay. Never-ending positivity. 
There's definitely something under the water. Well, body. yeah, we're in the wild. Wilds. Okay. But there's, I mean, when I hope it's a bear. What do you mean you hope it's a bear? I hope it's a bear. What, in what world would a bear be this far out into the ocean? I don't know, but they're cute and kind of fluffy. And have you seen that thing on YouTube where there's the bear and he eats like Thanksgiving with the family and goes in the swimming pool? It's so cute. Are you talking about the cartoon? No, it's a real bear. I've not seen this. Well, I've got some YouTube recommendations when we get back to the real world. If we ever make it back to the real world. We will. Someday. Someday. Somehow. Somehow. I hope it's a dolphin. We're way too far north for dolphins. Okay, but if you can it hope that a, it's a bear. Fair, fair. And I can fair. hope that it's a dolphin. That's fair. That's fair. It's a bottlenose dolphin. They're the nicest. They're smart. They're very smart. Maybe they would push us back to shore. Probably could. They'd know all the currents and stuff. Yeah. Hey, if we die out here, can you haunt, can you haunt my mom and tell her that it was... It was your fault. Wait, you want me to haunt your mom? I want you to haunt my mom and tell her that it was your fault because she's going to blame me. And honestly, I, I can't die knowing she's going to blame but me. But I don't want to haunt your mom forever. Okay, I get it. She likes you more than me, but th she'll be thrilled to see but you. She made she helped raise you, and you're wonderful. So I don't want to... I'm okay at best, and you and I both know that. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. stop it. You, you stop, stop it. it. You, you stop it. it. You stop it. Bobby, look. Look. It's sure. I can see lights. I yeah. can see lights. Okay, paddle. Paddle like you've paddle. never fucking paddled before. Whoops. Did you just drop your fucking paddle? I just dropped my paddle. Okay, it's fine. I can I can just I'll I'll do both sides. And I'll just, use my hand. Thank you. That's pretend not I'm helping. It's not helpful at all. Hey Bobby. Yeah. I still want you to haunt my mom when we die, okay? I will, but only because you want me to. Thank you. You're welcome. See. <laughs> oh, I love these two prop sets because every single one I've done so far has been so fucking weird and bizarre, uh, mm -hmm. including this one. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Ryan, I have had such a blast talking with you today. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Where can people like find you if they want to find you? Besides coming to see Redemption on Wednesday nights, do you have a website or social media handles or anything that you want to share with the world? I really don't have a lot out there. I mean, you can look up my name on Facebook, and I have that. <laughs> like, uh, the old person that I am. You're going to get not... a bunch of weird friend requests from people you've never met. Okay. I love that. Um, but, yeah, I don't have anything else. Um, well, folks, you can see Ryan every Wednesday night with his team Redemption at Dallas Comedy Club. Uh, it's a rotating time slot, so that way the club teams uh, play in, in different times every week. So um, you can check out dallas-comedyclub.com to check out our current calendar and when Redemption is playing. And I'm sure Ryan is going to be back with another round of Fight Club very soon, um, which is a long-form uh, competition show because as you run Rightfully pointed out, you had no idea what you were getting into. And the first time you did it, and I want I want to get you back on that stage. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> um, so thank you all so much for tuning in today. I am Kimberly Alou, but you all knew that. Everyone stay safe out there.